verses 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Please, King James, I don't want any other version. King James. Good. God bless you. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of the country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Verse 2. And I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee. Even if you don't understand any other thing, when he says, I will bless thee, what would you say? Amen. I will make thy name great. Amen. And thou shalt be a blessing. Amen. Verse 3. I will bless them that bless thee. Amen. And curse him that curses thee. Amen. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Amen. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Today is our covenant day of blessing. What is a covenant? A covenant is an agreement which brings about a relationship of commitment between two parties. So says the dictionary. An agreement that brings about what? A relationship of commitment. Not just a relationship. But a relationship of commitment between two parties. And even though it says between two parties, there could be more than two parties in a covenant. But there must be at least what? Two parties. At least two parties. In the passage that we just read, it started with Abraham with an instruction. It started with what? With an instruction. You know when the Bible says, the eyes of the Lord go to and fro. And who is God looking for when his eyes are going to and fro? Some people are not sure God is looking for them. I know God will find at least one person in this church today. Amen. At least one person, and that is me. He will find you in Jesus' name. His eyes go to and fro. He's looking for at least, I mean, looking for one person. This one is not a congregation. He is not looking for Christ chapel. He has already found us. But he's looking for somebody in Christ chapel. Who will he find? He will find you faithful today in Jesus' name. God's instruction to Abraham was very simple. He said, get out. Tell somebody, get out. It's very important. This one is not a, it's not a cause or an abuse. But there are some things you need to get out of. That you may get into. Amen? There are some things you need to leave behind that you may enjoy the blessing that God has prepared and proposed for you. And God's instruction to someone here today is, you need to get out of stagnation. Tell somebody, get out of stagnation. In other words, it's time for you to move forward. Tell somebody, I will move forward. And the Lord will find you faithful in Jesus' name. You've been on the same spot long enough and the Lord is saying, get out of that rot. Get out of that stagnation. Get out of that moribund situation. The Lord is saying, it's time that you move forward, that you go forward. In Exodus chapter 14, from verse 15 to verse 16, the children of Israel were at the verge of the Red Sea. They looked at the Red Sea. <laughs> they, they didn't know swimology. They couldn't swim. They looked behind. They saw who? 
Uncle Pharaoh and his host. Going forward, they will drown. Going, I mean, they turned back. Pharaoh was not ready to even take any priest. He was ready to kill them because his first child has just what? Has just died. And then they cried to God. And what did God say unto them? See, why are you crying to me? They should do what? Tell somebody, go forward. I said, tell somebody, go forward. Brethren, if you stand very close to a revolving door, you don't move near enough to it so that it will sense that you want to pass. It's not going to open. But the moment you move close to it, what happens? It will open. You know God is telling someone here today? I have said before you what? An open door, which no man can shut. I said, which no man can shut. I said, which no man can shut. You will walk into that door in Jesus' name. But you need to go forward. You need to go forward. That's why the Bible is, the Lord is saying, get out of that stagnation. Move forward. You will move forward in Jesus' name. The Lord is telling someone here today, get out of poverty. Get out of what? Of poverty. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, the Bible says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. He has taken the place of poverty in your life. So no more poverty for you. Tell somebody no more poverty for you. Brethren, Jesus was, he had no, he said, foxes have holes. Birds of the air have what? They have nets. He said, but the son of man had no place to lay his head. Why? So that you and I will have more than one place to lay our heads. So that when you begin to buy those houses, you don't stop at one. Tell somebody, don't stop at one. Don't stop at two. Don't stop at three. Don't stop at four. Don't stop at all. Brethren, those that have ten houses, they don't have ten heads. How many heads do they have? You are going to start somewhere and you begin to ascend from that moment in Jesus' name. I said, you are going to start and you are not stopping in Jesus' name. Amen. He became poor so that you and I might be rich. He had no place to lay his head so that you and I might have places to lay our heads. Yes. Number three, get out of sickness. Get out of what? Sickness. Get out of sickness. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. Matthew 8, 16. The Bible says, when the evening was come, they brought to him many that were possessed with devils. He cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Is there anyone that any devil followed into this place today? You are delivered in Jesus' name. Amen. I said that person is delivered in Jesus' name. Amen. You know what, brethren? We are used to, when we talk of deliverance, we are used to, okay, maybe we have a special deliverance session and it's good. And we do it once in a while. But do you know that the word that comes forth can set you free? Does the word, as we are sharing the word, as I'm telling someone here today, you are delivered in Jesus' name. Yeah. I am speaking to somebody listening to me online. You are delivered in Jesus' name. Because the word, the word, the word is powerful. And that is the word that is coming out today. 
The Bible says in verse 17, I mean, he healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He has borne it all, so he's saying to somebody here today, get out of sickness. That's what he get out of sickness. It is no longer your migraine. It is no longer your headache. It has never been your cancer. It will never be your cancer. Cancer is not your portion in Jesus' name. Corona is not your portion in Jesus' name. COVID-19, 2021 is not your portion in Jesus' name. Wherever it's coming from, wherever it's going, it will not settle in your home in Jesus' name. The Bible says, the rod of the unrighteous shall not fall upon the lot of the righteous. Yours is the lot of the righteous. Whatever God has prepared for the unrighteous shall not be your portion in Jesus' name. Get out of sickness. Get out of the land of the death into the land of the living. I say, get out of the land of what? Of the death into the land. In John chapter 11, verse 43 to 44. Verse 43 to 44. Jesus Christ, we, we talked about this during the week. Jesus Christ did not just say, Lazarus, awake. The man would sit there of suffocation. What did he say? He said, Lazarus, do what? Come forward. Come forward. And he's telling someone here today, do what? Come forth. Wherever you have been held bondage, the Lord is saying, come forth. You know, when he says come forth, who are you going to? You are going to Jesus. How can anything or anyone hold you bondage when you are walking to Jesus? It's not possible. Come forth. Get out from the land of death into the land of the living. Get out of sin. Tell somebody, get out of sin. It's very important. Genesis chapter 19, verse 14. Lord went out and spoke unto his sons, his sons-in-law, which married his daughters and said, Up, get you out of this place. If we're talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. For the Lord will destroy this city. <laughs> Brethren, I'm sure we all know, iniquity will not follow anybody to heaven. He said, For the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his, own, his sons-in-law. Like many of us. When we start talking about heaven, when we start talking about holiness, when we start talking about the fact that Christ will come someday, some people will look at us and start laughing. They say, ah, sorry, it's because of your situation. When your situation improves, you will, you will forget about this Jesus thing you are saying. And it's true, many of us. The moment God begins to change our circumstances around, what happens? We forget about God. When we have opportunity to talk about Jesus, or we say, you know what? I was determined to make it. <laughs> People that are much more determined than you are, they died of frustration. So if you think it's your determination that has given you anything you have, you better think twice. You must give him all the glory. You must make up your mind that your life will give him how much of the glory? All. That every opportunity you have, you can say, this is what Christ has done for me. This is what Jesus has done for me. It's a covenant day of blessing. It's a day that God desires to bless somebody. Who will God bless here today? Brethren, when the Lord told uh, 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 Abraham to get out of that place, he said, get out onto a place I will show you. In other words, until you get out, you cannot see revelation. 
Is somebody with me this morning? When you get out, you do what? You begin to see revelation. We don't have much time. I'm going to continue this message in the second service. When Jacob left his father's house and was running away from brother Esau, his twin brother, right? He got to a place, he was tired, he slept. What did he see? He saw a ladder from earth to heaven. Angels of God ascending and descending. He left his father's house. He got into the wilderness. He thought he was alone. Then he found out he was not alone. And I have a word for someone here today. You are not alone. I said you are not alone. God is with you. God is not only with you, but he wants to give you direction. Receive it in Jesus' name. I said receive it in Jesus' name. Jacob got to Laban's place. He became love struck. He served Laban for 14 years. Even Laban himself said, I have noticed that because of you, I have what? I have been blessed. But yet, Laban, like every employer of labor, like every unrighteous man, did so many things to prostrate Jacob. The fact that you are a blessing to your employer doesn't mean that he will treat you like a prince. Is somebody with me? Because God is taking you somewhere. Tell me God is taking you somewhere. No matter how much your employers are paying you, the best employment is to be what? Some people are afraid, so they don't even want to say it. No matter how much your employers are paying you, the best employment is, is to be self-employed. To be, the general of Asia shared a testimony. A man came to him in the camp and said, Daddy, I want to fund the convention for next year. Pray for me. I want to be the one to sponsor the convention. Say, how much does it cost? Say, I don't know. I don't know how many people will come next year. But I can tell you how much it cost last year. And he told him. And what did the man do? The man, he said the man went to the bank and took a loan of that amount and brought the draft and gave it to the general of Asia. But not long after that, what happened to him? They sacked him in his place of work. And he came and cried and said, Daddy, I asked for blessing. And now I got to the office and they did what? They sacked me. Is this blessing? He said he laughed. Somebody here will laugh today. Amen. Because of what God will do in your life, you will laugh today. Amen. He said he laughed. And he said, so you want to sponsor the convention with your salary. Because if you want to sponsor the convention with your salary, it means you are going to steal money. Is that not so? Your salary cannot cater for this. You need to lose that job because there's a greater opening for you. I speak to somebody's life here today. There's a greater opening for you. I said there's a greater opening for you. There's a more glorious blessing ahead of you. And you will receive it in Jesus' name. The time is not on our side. But Abraham did something. After God told him to go out. The Bible says he built an altar. He built an altar. When you build an altar... You don't just, it's not just a structure with nothing on it. You build an altar, there's a sacrifice on it. There has to be something that the fire will do what? Will consume. And this morning, as you build an altar to the living God, the fire of God will consume your altar in Jesus' name. Or put it more clearly, the fire of God will consume your sacrifice in Jesus' name. And what does that mean? God will accept 
your offering. I said, God will accept your offering. When that fire consumes that which you are given, then blessing will come down. And you will not be an exception. I said, you will not be an exception. I'm believing God for someone here. That by this time next year, you will have a wonderful testimony. That by this time next year, you will have a different story. That by this time you, next year, you will say, this is what the Lord has done for me. I think there's a song the choir sings, come and see what the Lord has done for me. I don't, don't, don't sing it too. Somebody will sing that song. Between now and next year in Jesus' name. I will have a glorious testimony. I will have a wonderful testimony. So shall it be in Jesus' name. When you establish an altar of sacrifice for the living God, and you accept your sacrifice, your life will be turned around. The, we say today is our covenant year of blessing. You are going to give a seed. The seed you give, God accepting it does not necessarily depend on the size. So it's not because I'm giving $3 million. No. Whatever, that's why we have taken our tithes, we've taken our offering. Whatever you want to give the Lord today, and I believe when we are talking, we said in multiples of three. You want to give $30, you want to give $60, you want to give $90, you want to give, like I said, Three hundred, three thousand, three million. Even if you want to give, if all you want to give is three dollars, feel free. Amen. It's not the how big your offering is. God knows what you can give versus what you choose to give. But I pray for someone here today. God will accept your offering. The Lord gave uh, 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 Abraham seven blessings. I'm not going to go into all the. I'm going. I won't go into that now. We will talk about that in the second service. But he released seven blessings of things he said he will do for Abraham. When we are reading it, we are saying amen to, to some of them. And I pray for someone here today. God will make you a blessing. Amen. I say God will make you a blessing. Amen. In the next one year, God will differentiate you. Amen. Do you know what that means? God will differentiate you. Amen. People will look at you and say, "No." This sister I used to know is not the one I am looking at. This brother I used to know is what? It's not the one I am looking at. Something has changed. Testimony, something has changed. Beginning from this moment. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. And so, brethren, before we round up, I want us to just bow down our heads. Bow down our heads. You've come before the presence of the living God this moment. He gave us this instruction. That after the God of compassion, we make this Sunday the day we call the covenant day of blessing. He wants to reach out to you with his blessing today. But you are going to give him a seed to bless. You give him nothing, he blesses nothing. What he wants to do in somebody's life is beyond the ordinary. But it's the choice is yours. The decision is yours. However, if you have not given your life to Christ, you want to give God something, don't waste your money. The fourth point of call is what? Give your life to Jesus. You are watching me online. You are in the house. You are not born again. That is the first decision you need to make. Give your life to Jesus. And if there's anyone who has not made that, made, made that uh, decision, we are all going to help the individual this morning. And so everybody will just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come before you. You are the covenant keeping God. And I want to make a covenant of life 
with you today. Be my Lord and Savior. Somebody is not saying that. Say, be my Lord and Savior. Take hold of my life from this moment. Establish your covenant of blessing with me. Establish your covenant of life with me. Let my name be written in the book of life. Let eternity be my portion. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.